if you if you want to be a global phenomenon, and like we were saying, uh, esports comes from I, I I prefer almost better the the world competitive gaming. Mm. I sincerely believe at this point in the world, it's more competitive gaming than esports, right? Because the right. word sports it's not yet developed in the in the in the gaming system in the esports system. Mm. Uh, the challenge uh, of Wesco is putting together. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Sporting Global podcast and today I'm here with Rui and uh, Rui how how are you how's uh, how's life Sunny as you can see by the, by, by the light <laughs> Well I mean like, you can't it's complain good. about sun right in Portugal <laughs> No exactly 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 <laughs> But uh but yeah it's a pleasure having you part of uh, part of our podcast and uh, looking forward to really digging into your background and uh you know, all, all the cool stuff that you're working on these days. And, and I guess like, you know, just to kick things off right away, like tell me a little bit about how your journey in the sporting industry began. Okay, I thank you for the part of cool stuff that I'm doing. I don't <laughs> know about that for, for, for every part of it, but okay. Of course. Uh, well, well, I started 25 years ago. I'm, a, I'm an oldie at this, as this, these things on the sport part, not on the sports part, we'll go there. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, I came from the sports law part. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, in, in law, as I believe everywhere around the world, uh, you get your degree uh, in, in in law, and then you specialize and go for some certain areas of your preference. Right. In my case, right. it was the sports part, and. Um, about in 1995, uh, I started working on, on sports law and then uh, um, started in a sports club, then worked with uh, federations, with athletes, trainers, coaches, uh, nice. all, all, all the stuff until uh, until now with uh, agents, with, uh, well, all, all this time uh, working around sports in a perspective of a sports law consultant of, uh, at some point right. in my life, I was a, a lawyer, uh, also, uh, mainly on sports and, um, that's, that's how I, uh, I got into it. Um, I made a, a postgraduate sp- a specialization on, on sports, um, as I'm saying, and, uh, things work out uh, from, from there started as a junior lawyer. Uh, collaborating with the sports club and then from then on well i mean like it's a it's a really interesting background right and kind of like just uh, as you were saying as well about the law right you kind of like have to pick your pick your niche and i guess like a lot of uh you know at, at, uh, maybe yeah, the earlier two people maybe didn't think about like sports law right as an option and now more than ever you know it's it's you know so crucial part of everything that is going on so it's uh, really been you know opening the door but but regardless of that though, i mean like you've been uh, kind of like exploring and 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 diving into the esport industry as well which is you know fast fastest growing and a really really high momentum sector of of sports and and i guess like where i guess did your passion and sort of like that uh you know process of being involved in the esport industry begin well, it's it it was a uh, it's almost a fun fact, uh, but uh, it 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 happened uh, uh, regarding sports law. It's it's easy. I in about six years ago, 
in 2015. Yeah. Um, well, I, I was always uh, a light gamer, a soft gamer. Right. Uh, more uh, since the, the, the spectrum time, since the 90s, and uh, before, since the 80s. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, but always at home. Uh, at, at those times, uh, we didn't play uh, that much with friends. It, 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 it was the, the, the gamer, it, it, it was more like a solitude moment because you right. and, the, and the computer or, or, the, or, or the, the console, something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, now, and that's what sports is mainly, the, the, the team spirit and the idea of playing uh, teams against teams and, and clubs. At that point, that, that wasn't almost possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It happened, but very, 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 in, in a very slow magnitude. Or short magnitude, and um, I started. I played there, but uh, never, never in a in a competitive way like mm -hmm. uh, like like nowadays. But um, yeah. regarding sports law and esports, in 2015 in Europe, uh, I must say uh, we didn't we didn't uh, uh, I didn't present myself as a port. Well, you said in Lisbon and in, in Portugal, I could be living here. There are many many foreigners uh, living here, but I'm Portuguese, right. and and. Um, why I'm saying this because I'm European also yeah. and um, when we talked about even in sports when we talked about uh, uh, talk about these things in the world we must have always present one thing uh, it's very difficult to talk about sports in the world mm. because it's not the same thing the same thing in different continents right I mean basically it's the same thing but it doesn't work the same way yeah yeah the system it's not exactly the same uh, and why I'm saying this? Uh, because when you talk about it in a European perspective, you're 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 from Norway. You know that as uh, as well as I do. Yeah. Uh, we have in Europe a very uh, strong regulatory uh, regulation regulation purpose and regulation idea publicly. Right. The government Europe Europe right. is a almost a regulation machine. Right. Uh, for the good things sometimes, for bad things in, in a bad perspective, in my opinions, uh, other sure. times. But mainly, uh, mainly good, good in a good way if the regulation is is well done. Yeah. Uh, why why all this? Uh, because that's what happened. We are we, in 2015. I was in in Angers, in south of France, precisely in a meeting of sports lawyers and sports law. Well, in a, a European meeting about sports law. Sports yeah. law academics, sports law experts, consultants, sports law lawyers, okay? Right. And in 2015, somebody suddenly said, guys, what the hell is this sports word in the electronic? What the hell is this esports? Right. Uh, it, it was like that. And, and um, uh, we suddenly started, because it was the time uh, where esports, we felt that it's, it's an example on the moment where where esports became a little bit global in Europe, mm. I mean, expanded mm -hmm. from the gaming community. Right, right. That's the idea: expanding from the gaming, from only the gaming community. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We started, um, and for coincidence, uh, in 2016, it was a other fact and example: the first Portuguese club, sports club, traditional sports club, entered esports in 2016, nice. Portugal. Yeah. Um, again, uh, stories are different in, in different countries, 
sure. in the world <laughs> and even inside Europe, the, yeah. the, 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 the pace and the, the rhythm is different. In Portugal, it happened in two, six, uh, five years ago, uh, mm. in 2016, okay? So, um, it all started from there. I started studying uh, exactly what, what um, how esports was coming to, to Europe, okay? Developing in each country. Um, and I started from there. At, at that moment, the national federations also in esports started to, to appear and develop. Right. Some before, but mainly after that, at that point. Yeah. Um, and that's that. That's that's how I, I I started in Portugal. I started advising clubs, advising players, uh, trying to understand how we fit in in Europe and the world regarding esports, and uh, trying to understand exactly the sports part of esports. Uh, right. We'll probably talk about that, but. Uh, uh, it, it was it was mainly mainly the the story how it happened and and for what I've seen uh, in many countries, I know in Norway things come uh, much more earlier, uh, but again the Nordic countries are a little bit uh, um, different regarding the development of esports. Right, I mean like I, I think um, you know speaking from the Norwegian side too, and like you know learning more about esports here it's it's a lot has happened the last you know few years I, I would say i wouldn't say maybe as early as you know the, the, the thing is with the nordic is that there were a few kind of like professional teams and, and we do have like some really good professional players especially in like csgo and like some of the big competitive you know leagues but as you were saying it's kind of like that global awareness right i think it was like also at that time is that a lot of the people that were in that space and even were professional you know they just um people weren't really aware that, that it was a thing that it was happening right and this was sort of like you know booming and then suddenly people kind of like just opened their eyes and i think a lot of that you know comes down to like you know youtube gaming like you know uh, twitch you know all, all these sort of like platforms creating like an audience and exactly. an area right, for that visibility and i guess the interest has always been there in a sense and, and as, as you said too like i can relate to like i mean like i've been playing games you know as well since i was like uh, you know a kid like mainly when i was younger it was like fifa right and then so it was really fun i remember like you know when when the european teams as you were mentioning as well like starting um starting to like okay hire their own esport FIFA players and stuff like that, and, and and that was a very you know interesting stage of, of the time. And then you know through that as well, you have you know more professional organization and a very interesting, very interesting development. And then of course you know as you were saying, like even if in like the last five six years, you know Europe has been growing. Like this has been happening already, you know for many years in Asia and also in the US. So that's obviously you know as well like different tempos you know different priorities of, of where things are at and, and i think for me personally at least like i opened my eyes you know for esport when i was like living in the u.s around 2015 you know 2014 2015 2016 and that was sort of like a, a eye-opener for me of like oh this is this is like a proper proper industry a lot of cool things are happening here and and, and that was kind of still early, you know, and then it's just been, you know, taking off since 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 then. Um, and, and I just wanted to like, you know, t 
tying that into like your, I guess, like what you're doing right now, where you're one of the director at, at Vesco. And I guess like, first of all, like what is Vesco and, and how is it essentially helping the esport industry in, in the position where it is today? Um, well, your, your, your question is, is two topics uh, because um, we'll, uh, we'll probably in the event, uh, in the, in the in sports invitation, we'll talk more about that. But when you say sports industry, uh, we have to to exactly understand what that means mm -hmm. regarding esports. Yeah, uh, because for me, uh, call me again an oldie, but I, I don't think that that's anything uh, related to it. Because uh, we have to understand what the word sports means. Mm. Okay, because uh, we have to talk a little bit much more. Uh, well, a little bit. I don't think a little bit. I, I think a, much more about what is sports and the, the sectors of the public sector of sport, the, the commercial sector of sport. Um, because when we say sports industry, when we say industry, we are forgetting the part of sports. We are going more, as you said, more to the American view of mm. sports business. Yeah. The commercial part and the industry part. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, again, we, it's very difficult, and I will talk about Wesco precisely now, because it's very difficult to globally deal with the phenomenon. Mm. I, I believe almost all phenomena, uh, we, we won't talk about climate changes, but for instance, <laughs> I mean, when, planet Earth, it's planet Earth, and, and when, when you say global, and it's very interesting because you are from Sporting Global, Okay, yeah. so the global part, it's the most difficult part of anything, of putting together anything globally. Mm. Okay, yeah. uh, and the challenge in this sport, it's almost even greater. It's, it's, it's a time alert now, are we fine? Okay, uh, I'm talking too much probably. But it's just so uh, the, a little, uh, little reminder here that we had, that we have exactly. to be on, on time. time. <laughs> looking at the clock. And uh, um, the situation. No, but uh, uh, in some point you're right because I'm briefing the way a little bit <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the subject. Again. But not. Again. But not. The idea is why is Wesco so important? Or because uh, esports uh, has to be. Uh, if you if you want to be a global phenomenon, and like we were saying, uh, esports comes from. I, I I prefer almost better the the word competitive gaming. Mm. I sincerely believe at this point in the world, it's more competitive gaming than esports, right? Because the right. word sports, it's not yet developed in the in the in the gaming system, in the esports system. Mm. Uh, the challenge uh, of Wesco is putting together every every part, uh, every parts of the system, and working to um, something that, uh, again, like Europe, uh, uh, like in Europe. It frightens a lot of people. The world regulation. Mm. The world regulation. Yeah. It's very interesting mm -hmm. because we are talking in the context of Sporting Global. And uh, when you talk in a labor market, mm -hmm. right? The, it's yeah. the main purpose of professionals and organizations in Sporting Global. When you talk in labor, everybody, almost everybody agrees that it's good at many points that the labor market is regulated. Yeah. In many points, right? Everybody agrees. 
when you go to sports and, you, and even in sports, there are many people that say we don't want any regulation. We want that to be keep going as an industry, a market, a private market, and the commercial activity, and so on. Right. So right. this is the main challenge at the moment, and that's why Wesco appeared. The conception mm. regulation is better than not having regulation. Right. That that is the main purpose of Wesco, Got and it. to help um, align those regulations in the world. Uh, because again, it's completely, not completely, but very different to develop sports in Latin America or South America and going to, or, to Asia or, or, or to Europe right. or develop right. it in Europe because we have uh, different laws, we have more regulation, we have so, uh, if you want to deal with it global, it's a very challenging um, task. Yeah, and I mean, like, in, 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 in competitive gaming and eSport as well, like, you kind of, like, have, like, it's already very global, right? Because it's such a community-based, uh, you know, activity and, and, and sector. So it's, like, you have, you know, teams competing, you know, uh, globally, essentially, a lot of times, too, because they're, you know, gathering. I mean, like, call it... You know the, the 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 World Cup or like the you know Champions League of of esports, right? Happening in all these different games, and and you know then they collect the teams from from the best countries in many ways, right? So it's sort of like it, it brings in a lot of you know these these factors of like how do you how do you regulate that? So I think it's a it's a very important piece and. And it has to follow as well as, you know, the growth of the industry, right? And when things are moving very fast, it's very easy to, um, you know, forget the regulations that needs to be in place, I think, um, in that rapid growth. You know, it's kind of like a startup, startup cycle, right? Like things are happening so fast that you're kind of like just, well, okay, we have to fix this and this and this and this, but you kind of like try to to follow it and manage it exactly. at the same time right exactly so because it, uh, it, the boom was the, the, the booming the, as, as as the growth has been so fast yep. that the idea is uh, let's keep making making money we are making money everything else is secondary right everything else uh, we are not stopping we're 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 working and we're doing events and we're creating teams and during that path the problem is that Players fall down, uh, teams appear and disappear, mm. and uh, but nobody cares. I mean, the show must right. go on, and the show is going on. So, yeah. so uh, <laughs> that, that, that is the main, the main, the main issue. Yeah, no, I I can totally see that, and and as well, like I don't think people you know think enough about that unless you're like you know really deep into you know, the, the, the sector and sort of like trying to understand, okay, well, like what are, what are the pace of things are happening? Right. Because you kind of like only see, you know, just a percentage, you know, of, of what, what is actually going on. And we always say that, you know, when people come to come to us and say, Oh, I see what you guys are doing in sporting globe. And I'm like, well, you see 5% of what we do, <laughs> you know, and, and in a sense that's true. Right. And so there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes. And I think it's important, as you were saying is, you know, one regulated and second of like all this, like, you know, creating that awareness and understanding of, okay, how do we, you know, help, help the sector and the industry move, move forward. And, and, and uh, talking a little bit about like some of your other experiences as well, and obviously being one of the guest lecturers at Universidad Europea. And, 
and I and I was wondering a little bit more now into I guess traditional sports, if you would say, and and I guess like you know being a guest lecturer and you you're coming across a lot of students you know i would assume a lot of them you know interested in working in sports uh what is some of the key advice you you tell them you know in terms of like okay how do you how do you succeed in sports <laughs> uh well as as you know as well as i do you you do an internet search uh, and uh, you can you come across of thousands of videos uh, answering that question right um, uh, what my perspective is like like any other labor market um, in some point like any other labor market uh, you have to start in some way uh, you have to start when you uh, when you're young uh, building a path for your own building experience building track record in doing this doing that and doing mm -hmm. okay what is the greatest problem and, and what is the main difference regarding the sports labor market in traditional sports is that you don't see uh, hiring um, uh, announcements, mm -hmm. right? You don't, see, you, you don't open a, a, a newspaper or, or you go to an internet. Uh, 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 that, that, that's why Sporting Global comes up as, as, a, as a, a, a major difference, a, a major big and good difference right. regarding yeah. that because you normally don't don't come across um, recruitment uh, um, um, announcements for for the sports industry it's not normal no, for sure. well no, at no, least no. i'm talking uh, in a portuguese experience and in some cases that that i know in in south in some countries I, I, again when we talk it, about it's this, pretty it's, global. it's pretty global. Exactly. Pretty global. But you think it is, right, right, it is. Because uh, normally it's always, well, uh, you, you, you look for something that someone knows, someone that someone knows. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're in managing a sports club or you, if you're money, it's like that. I mean, um, uh, mainly it's like that. Yeah. Of course, yeah. uh, when you go to biggest clubs, to the biggest clubs, uh, uh, sports clubs uh, uh, worldwide, of course, the machine is so big that you need people and you, you want professional people, top professionals. And then, but again, that's not in a, in, a, in a moment when you talk to a student that wants to start a career in sports and say, <laughs> or look for a Manchester City amusement recruitment. Of right. course, he goes right. there, but suddenly he sees, oh, five years of experience at this or 10 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so to start, uh, it's like, it's like, uh, it's trying to work, uh, but it, 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 it's difficult, but to say this, but in, I don't know, 80% of the cases or whatever, it's about someone you know. It's about who you know, where, where you know it. It's about people there. Again, because you have to look at sports, uh, the traditional sports, as you asked, Ola. Right. Traditional right. sports clubs and traditional sports clubs have elections, have democratic elections, have cycles of, of management, right? Most of that, most of them are, have, have cycles of management. So the people there is that are working there or managing a sports club at the year 2015 are not normal, can be the same or cannot be this or can't 
probably won't be the same at, at 2000, uh, five years after. And right. because right. or eight or it's, it's like it's like that uh, because again, traditional sports, traditional sports clubs, because different thing is uh, dealing with the, the, the top clubs that are now private owned companies. Uh, and and it, even 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 there, um, there are many clubs where the investors, the owners, change on a eight years basis, or not even ten years. Or right, uh, there are cases for 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 everyone. Yeah. Um, in sports, it's 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 different. Of course, it's yeah. different. No, it's 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 a valid point, you know, and I think um, you know it's it's one of the challenges that the industry is facing. You know, it's sort of like that. Um, you know, you're so used to living in that, you know, day-to-day fast-paced bubble that you sort of like forget about, um, you know, what are, again, it goes a little bit back to the regulations, right? And, and also like how things have always been done, right? It's sort of like an easy, easy way to solve it. But I always have to have the question, like, how do you know it's the best person for the job? How do you know they, they, they are the one that's going to create value there, right? And I think, a lot of the bigger organizations are starting to realize that. And, and a lot of our jobs too, is sort of like opening that ice up in terms of like, well, maybe if you spend just a little bit longer time and can use a resource, right. That, that is faster and reliable like ours that are feeding, you know, the, the platform with good qualified people, then it, it creates, uh, it breaks some barriers, you know, in order to actually do it properly. And I think that's, that's a very key effort and it's going to be key too, because, you know, the industry is so, so rich. It's so much, you know, financial gain and, and, and momentum and, and a lot of things going on, right? So you need people that knows the industry, that knows what is going on. And, and in order to do that, you, you need to find good qualified people. And, and that, that I think is a, it's a key, key lesson. And, and speaking of key lessons, though, and now you've been kind of like in, inside both traditional sports and, you know, competitive gaming, as you wanted to kind of like call, you know, esports and, and, and uh, that sector, like, w- what are some of the key lessons, I guess, you learn from both sides? Um, I mean, uh, I, I must be honest with you on one thing. Uh, the key lesson I thought probably, some key lessons I thought about six years ago, are changing now and don't apply now, so it's very it's very difficult uh, to 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 tell that there there is, it's kind of I'm gonna, at sometimes be a I'm going to be a little bit I'm gonna joke a little bit but being serious it's like personal relations uh, right. you don't have a formula yeah. I mean uh, each case is one case and for every person uh, things can work in different you, you don't. You don't have exact formulas. Right. Um, the, the the main lessons is what I've said to you. Um, in in traditional sports, is uh, trying to know people, mm-hmm. uh, try to gain some experience, and hopefully uh, the, the chemic the chemic uh, the, the chemical part uh, arises and uh, people like who is working with. Uh, the, the management and uh, as you said I'm gonna bet on you 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 just work here two years but I like this and this and this again right. it's like mm-hmm. in every, in, almost in every market in, yeah. in every labor yeah. market uh, in esports uh, it's different because um, the main lesson that I can 
that I've learned and, and that the, the main thing I see, the main advice is um, beware of the future. Mm -hmm. uh, because everything is still volatile in, 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 uh, in esports, right? Mm -hmm. uh, as I said, uh, as we, we see uh, teams appearing for uh, seasons and then crashing down and then, oh, I didn't win. The, go go yeah. away right yeah. so the manager it's like it's and young people they think oh i'm going to make a career in sports oh i'm going to start playing oh uh, leave everything leave the student leave this the, the part of, of studentship leave everything uh, sometimes they go abroad uh, they ask the parents oh i'm going to be hired by this team uh, i'm not i'm not um, talking about top professional esports teams of course uh, because yeah. uh, they are uh, on the on the spotlight they are they they have to do i'm talking about mid level and 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 and, and low level but low in a competitive not in a bad way in, yeah, in yeah. the competitive segment of course um, and people go chasing the dream uh, chasing this is what I love to do I love to 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 play I love to I love gaming so I go on this and afterwards uh, one year after sometimes six months after oh so everything stopped now so why uh, why because there are few contracts there are um, uh, with with long term there are no almost no long term contracts in this right uh, if you have problems, that's one thing I must say uh, regarding, uh, for instance, Wesco and regarding the regulation part. One of the biggest examples that, that is missing now on the esports system, and that, that is very related to, 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 to choose the esports system for a, a career, for a professional career, is that there is no, like in esports, uh, for instance, an international court for esports, mm. international, uh, like the, the, the of Lausanne, like, like the sports court, uh, European right. court of Lausanne, or, and you don't have, uh, if something happened in the, in the sports system, uh, you don't have anyone to protect, uh, even, even, um, challenges between clubs or between teams. Mm. It's decided mm. by the organization of the events, by the producers of the game. Right. And there is right. no independent, no independent, again, like in traditional sports, you don't have an, inter an independent board mm -hmm. that can analyze and say, let's, let's challenge this and challenge this. And, and uh, that, that affects coaches, affects players. Affects, oh, affects really sorry about this. Everyone wants to call me today. I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, if this was going live, I would say we're having success. If, but not, it's not the case. Uh, so not a, So um, that's that's the main advice. I mean, be aware of the future. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's think very well important. You know, you're getting into. It, it, it's a very important uh, aspect of of you know the, I guess the scarcity you know of, of the the industry and how you know I guess sensitive it is in a, in a sense because it's um you know again it goes back to the the fast pace you know that is in there right now and all, all like people as you were saying like you know yeah i want to be a competitive gamer or like i want to be a streamer or you know you want to uh you know uh 
build your own esport team. I mean, like even even like I'm gonna you know lay on. It's not like a secret secret, but like Sporting Global, you know, we hope one day to have our own esport team. But I know it's gonna take time, right? And I want to like you know build a infrastructure first to make sure okay we're gonna be ready at that at some point. But we know also like you know what could be the benefit of it. So it's important to do things you know step by step and in the right kind of way and. And understanding that it, it's not just, oh, now I have a, a few friends that are going to let's create a team and, and let's, you know, be professional. It doesn't work that way. Right. You're going to. And that's also why, no, like, uh, Ole, it's, oh. it's 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 fun for some time, for, for a short time, for a short period. Oh, it's fun. I have a great experience. OK, but yeah, that's not a career. That's not a professional. What do you lose in the rest of your life with that? What time right. do you do you do? You, uh, what uh, and that those options um, must be must be very well considered. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. Talking, talking so, to, so to, to wrap answer. wrap up here a little bit. I wanted to ask you a little bit. What do you? What are some of the trends, like future trends, you see in the esports sector, like moving forward? Just just kind of like your final thoughts on some of the trends that you you see coming up now. That it's going to be important for these, you know. Uh, sports students, you know, young professionals that are trying to understand the industry and where they're going. Like, what, what are some of the, you know, key trends they, they, they need to keep an eye on? Uh, well, of course, it has, it has a future and um, uh, everything. That, that's a very tough question. In a, uh, you can be, you can have a conservative answer or, or a, a, an optimistic answer. Yeah. Uh, if you go the conservative way, um, there are some people that are saying that, well, exactly uh, as you put it, things went on too fast with a, a, a very, very strong rhythm and pace and probably the bubble will, will burst at some time mm. because again, <laughs> Where are the infrastructures? Where are the, the regulations? Where are the, the where are we going to be as a system in five years or six? And the example is for for instance the international federations. There are two, probably three. Uh, everyone is uh, um, uh, what exactly? How how are they 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 evolving? Mm. Uh, it's, it's it's very it's a, a very interesting topic because that is the esports system, yeah. the worldwide yeah. esports system. We have to look at it, right? Because right. otherwise, it's local and it's commercial. It's bit, again, it's uh, private markets that go either way. So, mm. uh, the optimistic part: um, games will evolve. Uh, of course, virtual reality. Of course, immersive immersive experience. Um, everything points to to the people always it's it's always it's almost getting too traditional to reference the film the ready player one yeah no it's uh, almost everybody but it seems that it's going that way mm. it really mm. seems that it's going that way mm. um like in a uh, worst world because for a younger generation again it's it's a, it's a different a, a difficult topic yeah but it's a very difficult topic but generations uh, young generations and future generations are looking well we have it seems that like we are getting a, a worst world that already is 
So let's get let's immerse ourselves in uh, alternate realities, and it's it's it seems evident. I don't see a turning point here, um, and and I don't think I'm do, it, being pessimistic. But so in in a professional uh, perspective, yes, it's still uh, of course it's uh, it's a market to to bet on and to to work with. In a technical part, on the technology part of developing video games or developing experience, uh, or in the managing part of events, of uh, working with teams, or uh, every every aspect, that that is the very good part of esports. It, it has a wide range with it, a wide range of professional options for everyone. Right. That like in. If you go like more in the management part, you have opportunities in the management. You will have, I believe, opportunities in the management part. If you go more in the technological part, um, of course, you also have that. So uh, let's see. Let's 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 end with this good <laughs> in, in a perspective in the, in a, a good perspective. Right. Good. I, I think right. it's always good to end uh, with a positive positive note and uh, i mean like there's a lot of potential of course in in the esport industry and sector and i think uh you know it's it, it's it's something that you know all the young and upcoming sports leaders you know should keep an eye on uh, because i think they will be involved with it in some capacity um you know even if they were for traditional sports as we were already saying like there's you know professional teams you know uh, traditional teams you know hiring esport athletes or involving with partnerships or what it might be you know in the in the sector because it's also like a new community right and it's a new target target market to approach so it's it's definitely something worth um you know digging deeper into understanding and keeping an eye on and um yeah with that route i would like to you know thank you so much for taking the time you know it was a pleasure having you part of the podcast and um talking a little bit about your background and, and everything that is going on in the in the sport and esports sector and uh, i don't know if you uh know but we have sort of like a tradition here in the in the sporting global podcast where uh i'm teaching everyone from the region <laughs> so so yeah I, I gotta teach you a little bit norwegian before we wrap up and so uh with every every video we do we always finish with be snuckes, which means see you later in Norwegian. Be uh, snuckes. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Red. Well done, Rui. Well done. Okay, <laughs> thank you so much, and thank you also. Enjoy the and rest. We'll, of we'll see. We'll probably see each other soon. Absolutely. Okay. At the Sporting Global Invitational, 30th of September, <laughs> having Rui. All right. Thank okay. you, Rui. Thanks a lot. Also, bye. Bye, bye.